This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, league lovers and climate deniers, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers, Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, T.F. Mike Cedric has been sump A.O. Torching the blindside blue paper once again. And you can hear, can't you, the A-grade power the passion and the craving for more from the Sumster camp in the Bludging on the Blindside soundproof cave here at ABC Grandstand HQ. Uh, Australia, welcome to the Bludge. This is HG Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. What a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much body's barely enough. Now, just a couple of highlights to get us rolling. Uh, the King of Swing did what no other could last Saturday, that is win three miracle miles on the trot, quite literally. Uh, yes, at Tabcourt Park, Menangle, history was made for the first time in the race's 55-year history from the swing. It was terrific history from the swing that greats like Paleface Adios and Hondo Grattan could only dream about. I think uh, Paleface Adios at least won it twice. I can't speak for Hondo Grattan, lost in the fogs of time. This afternoon, of course, more history will be made, trackside with the running of the Golden Slipper. We get Roy's thoughts on the Slipper card and his impressions of every race running in the lineup uh, later in the show. Very open Slipper in uh, 22nd, 2022. Maybe the worst Slipper lineup ever. Now, <clears throat> That's a big call. That's a very big call. But uh, a lot of people think this is a very, very ordinary slipper. It's very hard to pick an absolute, you know, certainty cool and gather. Looks like, you know, with the gade polish, has a real chance. But uh, look, my two in it are uh, Jack and O with Huey Bowman on board and uh, Fireburn. Uh, but the one that I'm terrified of, and I don't usually that use that word in conjunction with the slipper, I am absolutely terrified of Sebenyak. From the Hawks camp, written by the Wizard of the West, William Pike. That's right, that word, you hear, heard it here for the first time from my lips, terrified. Speaking of history, a name of the new stand at the rebuilt FSS has erupted, or certainly uh, this is some big story that'll run for some time. It's turning into an absolute fiasco. I hope the powers of B can consider naming the stand the Rural and Regional Anzac Stand. Uh, at the moment, as nearly as I can tell, they were suggesting it be named the Garrison. Oh, Lord knows why. I haven't got a clue, really, and I would like to put a swear word in before clue, uh, but I won't because, obviously, you know, kids might be listening. Role model, responsibility, etc. Anyway, it's an absolute fiasco. I think that the Rural and Regional Anzac Stands is a fitting reward for everything this great organisation has done for rugby league, flood relief, mouse eradication and ground maintenance across Australia. And speaking of history being made as we were, when Wednesday night. Are you going to be there? It's Barry v SBW. Yes, the donkey circuit erupts in 2022 with the stool v the mop. And the nation is licking their lips in anticipation. Now, cricket and the second test in Pakistan. So many memories. So many wonderful memories. Pakistani skipper uh, Babar Azam. What a knock. What a knock. I wish he'd got the two 
hey, dropped four runs short, I think, 196, a hell of a thing. I could have watched another three days of this one. It was that good. A remarkable draw on a spinner's paradise. I mean, I, when I saw that last day, I just thought, oh, this would be all over by lunch. But on a powdering pitch, uh, the missed chances, well, the buggy were at every level of the game, and that was proved once again in Pakistan during the week. As they say, catches win matches. It's not something I often say, but people generally say catches win matches. Now, rugby league, week one of 2022, business as usual post tutor. It's all about refereeing decisions and the bunker errors, etc., etc., etc. Highlights taken from the Paravi Titans game included a remarkable try after the bounce off the padding on the uprights. Now, I'm sure that's happened before. But I can't remember, it doesn't happen every day of the week. It doesn't happen every week in rugby league. It bounced a long way back into the field of play. Parramatta picked it up and scored. Now, and then there was the goal line dropout from the Titans that hit the corner flag. I mean, that takes skill. I mean, that takes real skill. I mean, pinpointing, you know, imagine where you are. You're under the black dot and you kick the ball along the, uh, you know, the, obviously the try line and hits the corner flag. I mean, that. <laughs> hope that, you know, do you know what? I saw kids across Australia practising that at recess and lunchtime. Wherever I went, they were trying to do it. It was just great. It was a lovely I, – I, I don't know if they're teaching that at schools. I'd love to think that rugby league classes are including that as a sort of, you know, trick shot, have a look at this, let's get the corner flag, etc. Uh, still with um, rugby league, uh, off to Acor Stadium, obviously, to see the Bronx and the Dogs. That's a top-of-the-table clash now. Who would have thought that before the game, before the season kicked off? Bronx v Dogs, top of the table. But more importantly, to run the slide rule over Ziggy Preslaska at Amsky, who is will be on the tweet in the middle, and I've heard nothing but good things about Zig, and I want to see if all the rumours are true. The big raps are true. Incidentally, the exploding football concept, I mean... This took off like a wildfire. Launched last week on the bludge, it was taken to league's highest authority and looks as though it may be getting a tick from head office. I had a very long chat with the man of feathers, Peter Valandis, this week. I, I was chewing the fat with him of all of 90 seconds. That's how long it went. And he's right up behind the concept. Uh, Valandis' view is that the EST, i.e. exploding student technology, should only be available at first grade level. Understandably, Volandis was worried about a lot of cost imposts for the imposts for the code and clubs in particular, and that dickheads, his word not mine, dickheads, would throw the forward passes just to see the pumpkin go bang. Uh, <clears throat> but the bludge, after our 90-second chat, got a 67-page email and Volandis thought it was an outstanding innovation, and it, but it could go horribly wrong in the under-12s if they got cold of EST. He suggested a loud bang and a puff of smoke could put kids off league for life. I find that hard to imagine. Imagine something putting kids off league for life. We might get to that later in the show. Uh, and that is the last thing the code needs at the moment. Remember the missing 12,000? I think we broke this story last year that the Rugby League has lost 12,000 juniors in the last six months and no one knows where they've gone and they're worried about this cohort being the future of the game. But uh, Volandis, to give me his due, was happy to trial this scheme once he'd seen the video of the concept in action. AFL erupted into action Wednesday night. So much talk, but the Bulldogs coach Luke Beveridge's press conferences set the tone for the season. Bevo didn't hold back. I, I don't know what the AFL will do about this. In fact, they seem to be okay with his remarks. He's apologised. This is uh, Luke Beveridge, the Bulldog coach, has apologised and donated 20000 to charity. Uh, but you know what? I'm just worried that under 10 coaches are going to take it, you know, see Bevo as a role model and think, well, if he can do it, I can do it. I mean, they might be talking to the, you know, the local career or the local leader or whatever it is, but, they, you know, they're people will be picking. 
and then all of a sudden, oh, well, if Bev I can do it, I can do it. Elsewhere, the murderer is desperately worried about the umpires, the number of umpires that is, putting their hands up to have a blow. He thinks the code is, wait for it, about 7,000 Bamfords short of a full load. Many commentators suggest he get out there and kill off some of the more teams and solve that particular umpiring problem, i.e. less teams, less need for umpires. Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. <clears throat> it's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed up stoolage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go to get a go and if you've got something before, get in the queue for another go because Australia's on the handout. You can hear it. Canberra, is that you calling? Now, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf for another week, it's the voice of hope. This is the man who gave voice to the voice of hope. He gave that to the nation, and he's here today to do it a bit more. It's only heard on bludging on the vice side, bludging on the blind side. The voice belongs to rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, happy rugby league again, Reek, too. Can we get the bludging on the blind side bunny in motion for another week simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Fully sick, cyber dude. Yes, thank you very, very much, H.G. Uh, Nelson. Happy... Happy Rugby League to yourself and, indeed, happy Rugby League to Australia. Look, it's been a quite a productive uh, week, HG. I uh, had a meeting with the new uh, CEO of Channel 9. This is uh, Mike Sneesby. Uh, Sneesby, yes. And uh, what a terrific engagement. He's uh, switched on. Switched on. Great league man. V- great league man. Very great switched on. I think he might have looked after Stan for a while, did a terrific mm. job with mm. Stan. Everybody talks Everyone's about Stan. talking Stan, how good it is. And uh, with that Australian content, those great Australian shows. I mean, I don't get Stan, but uh, people tell me there are great Australian shows on there. I can only, you know, assume they're not lying to me. Uh, but anyway, he's taken it easy. He's replaced Skid. Ah, oh, yes, Skid. Skid Marks yeah. um, as the CEO of Channel 9. Anyway, I, I had a very productive meeting with him, HG, because I've um, I've come up with a program that he likes mm. and uh, I'm very excited about it. It's a, a show that I'm developing that will be hosted by Cameron Smith. It's called uh, The Eye of the Storm. Now, it would be either not sure yet whether it's going to be half hour or an hour, but would have things like uh, Cam ta- showing you places that he used to hang around in in Melbourne, you know, places you used to go, and he might bump into a few people there, you know, a couple of current players and sit down and talk to them. Then you go to an ad break and then he's somewhere else and then he does his predictions. Who's going to do what? Then he might have a, se- a section with uh, Craig Bellamy, a coaching section each week. Wow. You know, ha- through the eyes of Craig. Craig, where are we playing this week? What, what are we going to do this week? What are we going to do this year? What are the challenges for a coach? What do you think of the exploding ball? All of this sort of stuff. I think it would be a terrific show. Melbourne only? No, 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 no. National. National. Oh, certainly East Coast. Yeah. Can I ask, a bit storm-centric? It's very storm-centric, HG. Very storm-centric. But You uh, see this as a plus, though. I do. Mm. I do. I do. I, I, I think the, 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 the finer the drill bit you use... No, I understand this. Um, the better. The, the more interesting it is to so everyone hip, observing. Week one, the hip drop? Maybe. Mm, I Maybe. Just don't, don't but, but look, I don't want to be too prescriptive because I want Cam to have a bit of an input. Mm-hmm. You know, I've only had a brief discussion with him. He, he was nodding a lot and said, yeah, sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the impetus coming from Sneezeby, mm-hmm. um, I think this could be developed very, very quickly and would be a wonderful addition to either Friday night, 
Thursday ah, night. Oh, I see where you're going. Or maybe, Pre-match, or sure. maybe yes, or maybe Monday night after uh, uh, married, married at First Sight, for ah, example. Oh, yeah, well, that's great. Straight to Eye of the Storm. G'day, everyone. Cam Smith here. This week on Eye of the Storm. Yep. I'll be talking to... Cooper uh, Cronk. Cooper Cronk. Yeah. Hey, Coops. Yeah, Coops. Yeah, remember the day? Remember when we used to go in Chapel Street and we'd have a little coffee? Mm. Yeah, you know, something like that. And then mm. Boom, suddenly you're there sipping coffee. Who should come in? Pappenhausen. Hey! <laughs> come and join us. See what I mean? The show can go anywhere. Or oh, Hayes Dunster limps in. Hayes <laughs> Dunster! How you going? Uh, now, you're right. The Barry V. Sonny Bill Williams... That's uh, Wednesday night. Wednesday night, Donkey Circuit. It's going to be wonderful. Mm -hmm. Uh, Look, I saw it being promoted on that uh, terrific little show on Nine, uh, the Today Show. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, Sonny Bill was somewhere else, but he was there via Zoom. And Barry was actually on the set with, uh, might be little Alison Landon and Carl. Carl. And uh, what was remarkable to me, HG, just because they were trying to talk it up, spruik it, you know, get, get interest... Um, there was no trash talk. There was just talk of respect. Oh, how disappointing. Wrong. Wrong. So poor old, you know, Carl and little Alison Langdon, they didn't know, they were trying to, you know, don't you hate him? Don't, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, he's a goose, isn't oh, he? Oh, no, he's, you know, he's a terrific bloke, you know. I've got no harm. He's meant to be a code I know. No badinage yeah. about how shithouse rugby no, 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 from no, Barry no. or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, <laughs> so it was very disappointing. Very disappointing. I just left shaking my head. I was going to call, you know, Mike Sneesby and I said, this isn't good enough. But anyway, I didn't. I thought he'd probably got a, his hands full trying to organise the... Uh, eye of the storm. The eye of the storm. Will you be uh, going on Wednesday night? Yes. Yeah, see, the difficulty is yes. I got turned off by that. I yeah. haven't seen much promotion for it at no, all. No, I know, I know. There hasn't I'm, been much. I mean, I've seen a couple on the back of buses. You know, uh, a yeah, bit, uh, bit of uh, signage. On the street furniture, I've street seen furniture, it. Street furniture, I've yeah. seen it, yeah. Yeah, yeah it looks good, looks very professional. It does, it does. But I take your point, if there's no trash talk, why are we going? Yeah, exactly. We want to see AFL people versus yeah. league people in the fights in the crowd. Exactly. I tell you what, if it was Gal, there'd be a fair bit of oh, trash talk. I know, I know. There'd be tapes, tons. He knows, he's now, so professional. Now, if uh, SBW takes out Barry, does that mean... It's on. It's on? Yeah, the one we've waited for. Gal? Mop SBW. The, mop the uh, stool. Stool. Now, speaking of boxing, Justice Hooney. Oh, yes, Hooney. You may recall Justin, Justice had a bit of trouble. He was going to go to the Olympic Games, but he broke his hand or Correct. something. Correct. In a fight. In a fight, mm-hmm. yeah, which can happen. Anyway, his hand's sort of okay now, he reckons. Now, he's pencilled in to meet uh, New Zealand champion Kiki uh, Leutelli. Now, this is part of the undercard, HG, to the IBF Cruiserweight World Title Fight you, you were talking about earlier between Jay Opataya and Marius Bredis. Now, that's going to be a terrific night because um, the, the undercard's so strong. It is. The yeah. undercard's almost better than the main yeah, Almost, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, like you, Cruiserweight's one of my favourites. I know, of course, of course. Of course you know, Cruiserweight, they've got it all, yeah. you know. <laughs> Got it all. Got 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 the flexibility. Move, got the movement. Got 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 the flexibility. Speed and got the hammer. And yeah, exactly. Got, got the, the hammer. hammer. Can put it down. Yeah. Now I should make mention here. Uh, just changing courses slightly. Uh, I've been wanting to do this for ages now. I doesn't make mention of the great success of Ange Postecoglou with Celtic. It's and I think they're uh, he's bringing the team out to Australia. I think that's right. I think he's got two friendly. I think he yes he has. What a, and he's really turned them around. I know. He's, and there was such doubt about him. You know, they'd never heard of him. Who? 
Who? Yeah. What's he done? What, what's he done? Done yeah. nothing, you yeah. know? Suckaroos, what yeah. are they? What are they? Yeah. yeah. But Angie's a t- we had a terrific meeting with him some years back. We did. I mean, we did. We did. Got it, probed him and got probed really him good, and got some idea. really good responses. Yeah. Now, can I ask, why did he leave the Socceroos? Does anybody know? Oh, I think it was lack of support. <laughs> not, from the, for? not from the players. No, no, no. From the administration mm. because Socceroos have been shockingly administered for a long, long time now. I don't know why there hasn't been a Royal Commission called into it. I mean, we've been calling it for it for ages. Could that be a vote winner? Uh, well, I'm, I, I don't know where Labor stands no. on the Socceroos. I don't know where the Liberal government stands on the right. Socceroos. Very QT. Yeah, very quiet. I've heard yeah. nothing. See, that, that's something you could bind the nation, you know, because everybody loves the Socceroos. Yeah, they do. If they knew. If they, they knew playing. the real story about the Socceroos. Uh, I, I mean, it worries me that, you know, it's the sort of issue that might come up on Cam's show, the Eye of the Storm. Could Cam? Cam could probe it. And light a wick under them. Yeah, Eagles. light a real wick under them. Anyway, um, Australia again fails to take ten wickets. I mean, they batted for two days. We couldn't get ten wickets in two days. Mm. As you say, on a turning pitch. Mm. I, I mean, uh, uh, Swepson was hopeless. Yeah. But I remind, I remind myself, Warney was pretty hopeless. Warney was hopeless. hopeless. Right. Of course he was. It was about the same, none for 150. He was. So there is a ba- similarity yeah, there, isn't there? There's plenty of room for growth. Plenty of room for growth, of course, of course. Nathan but, did well four wickets, that's not bad, and a couple mm, of drop catches, including one from Smith. I know. Oh, no, he's a shamozzle. Shamozzle. I mean, uh, that, that, but, uh, you know, you're standing in slips for two days, you are going to daydream a little bit. I mean, yeah, when it it's comes. very hard to make keep your focus going that long. When it's, you know, anyway. And the, uh, the Pakistani skipper, what a knock. Yes, I mean, what that, a knock. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I tell you what, they wouldn't have been dropping catches if Justin Langer was still there. <laughs> would they? Would they? Uh, I don't do think I, they would. Do I have to answer that? No, but it's something <laughs> that could come up in the eye of the storm show. <laughs> now, Aussie Nick Kyrgios makes a mark at Indian uh, Wells, did he? Yeah, he did. Went down to Raffer in the quarters and it had it all. Had language, gobbing off, gobbing off at the umpire, gobbing off at the crowd. Gobbing off at a couple, an actor, it might have been Ben Stiller, was in I the think audience that's right. in the crowd. He yeah. gobbed off at him as well, smashed a racket, and nearly killed a kid. What more do you want? That was booed off. <laughs> I mean, he had it all. What a great drama it was. I mean, you can say whatever you like about Nick, but it's great drama, isn't it? It is, it is. And inventive. It, inventive. That racket. Yes. I mean, I, that... Uh, I had no uh, idea it could smash and go into shards that could possibly kill someone. <laughs> I had no idea. No idea at all. Can I just ask, is it an act or is that... See, there's well, a lot of talk this week about the real whoever... Yeah, who the real, is... Yeah. yeah well, what's I, the, well, I tell you who could wiggle something out of him. I had the storm. First guest? First guest, Nick Curios. Yeah. Nick, come, come, on, s- come and yeah, sit down. That's right. Open up your head. We want to have a look in. <laughs> <laughs> now, the Grand Slam board, you know I didn't realise there was a Grand Slam board in tennis, but there is. They've come out of the woodwork this week for the and first time. And what are time. they saying? They're saying that they've decided that a fifth set 10-point tiebreaker will apply from now on to all slams. A fifth set 10-point? Tiebreaker. Wow! Yeah. It's, uh, at the moment, it's first to seven. Well, it, it, it depends. Uh, oh, that goes on and go, on and on. Yeah, it go, can go on and on and on. You know, remember the, in the great days, 52, 50 yeah, in the fifth set. I yeah. mean, that's you're, magic. You're playing for two days. I know. 
People loved it. They People camped loved in there. It. They did. Their stove they did. and there. Anyway, that's, that's all gone. But at least there's going to be now what I call slam consistency. Ah, yeah, good. So you get to the fifth set in the final. You, you, you know where you stand. I know. Now, can I ask, who is on this slam board? I don't know. And is it, is it a sort of sinecure? I, you know, I, you I, 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 I assume and... it is. I assume it is. I don't know. I have heard that maybe Peter Corder's on it. Is Todd Woodbridge Todd Woodbridge. Well, <laughs> oh, meetings at last, wouldn't they? <laughs> Uh, now, uh, the other Cam Smith. Hey, the golfer. The golfer. He won Ooh, the Players' Championship. That is the is. fifth major. Hell and, you know, player. America fell in love with him. He had his mum there and his girlfriend and he hadn't seen him in two years. I know. And he did it for them. Yeah. And he said it was more important to be, to have them uppermost in his mind. Than winning. Than winning I know. golf. I know. And the world's heart melted just a little bit. I know, it's incredible, wasn't it? It was wonderful. And that hair. Yes. The hair, the, the, the look, the, the, the wispy beard, yeah. all of that. He's, got, he's a total package, isn't he? And I tell you what, he wouldn't look out of place in the eye of the storm So either. first guest. First, Nick, second Nick, guest, yeah. Cam Smith. I know. Cam, have you met Cam? Yeah, In I fact, know. they have met. They have met because I think Cam Smith golfer queued up to uh, get an autograph from Cam Smith. Rugby league. I as a storm man <laughs> when he was a very young man. So that would be a, a, a great uh, reunion. Now, the Shark is not giving up on the Saudi Super Golf League. I think they're offering something like $3 billion. Yes. Something like that. I don't know how many heads they've turned. I don't know how many people have put their hand up to be in the Sharks Show. Super League. Yeah. Um, Would he make a good I guess? Think, I don't think any of the top players have. Well, Ian Polder, I think. Was Ian Polder? Yeah, I know. Has he really? He has. And it's that good. Yeah. It's going to be Super great. League. Ian, God, I haven't seen Ian Polder. I haven't thought about him. No, I haven't thought about him at all. Hmm. Now, uh, I, I should just remind people that the shark is quite sanguine about, you know, the whole Saudi business because he's seen women in restaurants. Remember? Mm-hmm. He's seen women in restaurants. Mm. Now, I had no idea that was going on in Saudi Arabia. No idea at all. Revelation to me. Mm. Wouldn't he make a great guest on the eye? He would. I'd ask him about the 81 they got rid of last week. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Chuck, you know those 81. Yeah. Did you know any of them? (laughs) Now, now the NRL. Yeah, them. They have not announced a date for National Rugby League Day. Now, remember, it was cancelled last year, quite rightly, because of COVID. Yeah. But, I'm not but I, thought that. That you, I thought the Peritet government had said, oh, well, COVID's gone now. You don't have, you know, people can gather, do whatever they like, dance, spit, shout. Get sick. Get sick, do whatever you wish. Now, wouldn't you have thought that Volandis uh-huh. would have got on the front foot. Straight away. And said, right, National Rugby League Day. October the 8th. October the 8th. That's when it is. Now, and just finally, HG, um... Gus Gould, you know, I haven't heard much of Gus lately. Is Gus still doing? Do we? He, he, are Gus uh, and Rab still on Sunday afternoons or not? Not sure about that. Can't answer that. People will know. People but, will know. But he's in charge of the dogs. Yeah, I know he is. I know he is. <laughs> and he's obviously third guest on. You know what? Oh, he'll be on the eye for sure. Mm. But uh, Gus has nominated Brad Fittler as oh. the next immortal. Yeah, no, I don't like this. No, I don't like it. It always rankles, doesn't it? I know. Uh, and and I, I, I'm going to point out again, HG, that 
we only have Brad Fittler still with us because you saved his life. I know. It's something you don't talk about. You've never talked about it. But I am insisting on talking about it whenever Brad Fittler comes up because I think it's a great story. It is a great story. A great story of a drowning Rugby potential immortal <laughs> yeah. rescued being by rescued by a very ordinary bloke who didn't want big raps. No, didn't want big raps. Didn't want big raps at all. Great story. Anyway, now Brad Fittler could be the next immortal. You heard it here first and you'll see him on the eye of the storm. Make of that what you will. Want to get involved in the cryptocurrency caper, but you're after something with a rugby league twang? Why not sink the hard-earned into the maroon area or the top-of-the-range gutho? Available only through bludging on the blind side. Yes, uh, Roy, just picking up on your final comment there concerning the immortals yes. and, uh, you know, obviously Gus and so on. Mm-hmm. One thing is there seems to be a bit of agitation that New Zealand should get an immortal. Now, I, should... don't, I, I, I don't agree with that. <laughs> oh, no, no. Who's, who's, who's... New Zealand Rugby who's League. Who's prosecuting this? New well, Zealand New Rugby, Rugby League. League. Well, they can have their own little yeah, awards, I was just thinking can't that, they? Yeah, yeah. They can have their own little immor- yeah. immortals. Yeah. Olsen, Filipina and... Hugh Graham. Yeah. Mm. Mark McGowan. I suppose so, yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, but, Stacey uh, Johnson or whatever his name is. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. yeah, Stacey Jones. Stacey Jones, sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're, they're mm. all right. And, well, I mean. Yeah, they're not a yeah, patch on, say. Oh, some, on Chang or Chook or, you know, any of that lot. <laughs> no, true. <laughs> now, speaking of uh, people who have got done a lot for the code, mm-hmm. the naming of this stand at the Sydney Football Stadium. Now, yes. as I understand it, there's a number of stands mm-hmm. and a lot of them are have names associated with rugby league, but the one that stuck in people's throat was calling one the garrison after mm. a English troop of soldiers that stayed here some time ago, oh, I mean, right. some time ago in the 1820s or something like that. Did they I really? The, I haven't got the details in front of me. What, and they stayed at the Sydney football stadium? They did. They, you know, the garrison, a nod to the British Army troops who used the area as barracks right. and armament storage in the 1850s. Wow. It's described here in a column by uh, the nine newspapers, <clears throat> mm-hmm. run by your mate Sneesby, mm. uh, as one of the most boneheaded calls from a governing body in recent memory. So I'd agree with that. And Sneezeby and me don't often see eye to eye. I'm telling you that now. True. Now. True. But, but you can, look, I had no idea of this garrison story, did you? No idea at all. No idea at all. So I feel as if I'm, I feel better knowing it now. You know, when, if ever I'm, you know, driving past there, I'll think about the garrison in 1850. What were they here for, year? Do we know what the, the story was? Do they well, have any reason to be here or do they just get washed ashore sort of like the... Oh, the boat sank. The boat, <laughs> boat went weird, couldn't navigate anymore, just turned up on the tide. Well... And we opened our hearts here. Yeah, we've got a spot for you. Why don't you camp over there? <laughs> Is that how be, it was? Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> they, I'm not sure how many were here no. and what their brief was to mm. keep everybody under control, yes. I suppose. Could I suggest just a little plaque somewhere? On the, you know. Say, Kernel. Well, no, somewhere in the Sydney football stadium. Oh, the new okay. stadium. Okay, okay. Just, just a plaque, mm-hmm. uh, maybe at the entrence there, or one of the, you know, turnstiles. People, if they're standing, queuing, be able to read about the, you know, 
the garrison that stayed there. Or a who so- was who was the captain? Who was the you know? They Could might I have a list of names. A video screen maybe with that information oh, on yeah, it. Sure. You know yeah, uh, exactly where you want it. We're coming in, you've got to look at something. Oh, well, people are going slow. Oh, what's this about the garrison? I might watch yeah, that. Yeah. Now, other suggestions of names. I mean. Right. <clears throat> Yeah. There's so many, really. I mean... Did the old football stadium... It must have had names up there before. I had no idea about this, that mm. the, these uh, stands were, you know... Were they nameless stands apart from the garrison? I can't remember. There, was oh. there a Clive Churchill and, uh, you know... Maybe. I don't know, Dally M. Dally I mean, M, was they, there? In this, there is seems to be that a number of stands have already, you know, acquired names. Yes. And... Um, <clears throat> I, don't, oh, man, I, mean, I wish I could go through the list, but yeah, I can't. I'd be yeah, lying yeah, yeah. if I well, could. Well, what we need are names that 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 unify, that bring us together in a way. You mean something like, say, the Molly Meldrum stand? Uh, yes. Uh, well, that, that that's not bad. Or, what, what about the rabbits stand? Well, what would roosters feel about that? People who support the roosters. Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. No, no. Well, you have to be clearer. The Ray Rabbits Warren. Oh, okay. Stan. Nicknamed the Rabbits. Y- yes. Yeah. Oh, he's brought so many people together. Yeah. I know. Camped around listening to his calls. Yes. Watching his calls and tremendous, tremendous accuracy. Sure. Sure, uh, sure, sure. So there's a thought. Um, because it's very hard then to, to, to narrow it down to just a couple of immortals. I mean, do you go with older mortals or do you go with the more current Joey Johns sort of immortal? Yeah, you know, your no, Wally I, Lewis I, end? Look, I'm just Obviously, you wouldn't because he's a Queenslander. With the issue difficult. that you're raising. Yes. Now, but, but your suggestion of the rural and regional Anzacs, I, I, I think everyone would agree with that. But how many stands are there going to be in there? Well, there, I there, think... There's going to be more than one, isn't there? There's going to be about eight. Eight. Well, you know, what happens is we've got to redefine what we mean by stands. Yeah. This section of this building is called... It's so, called the Ray Warren. No, no, yeah. This section is called the Rural and Regional Anzac. Yes. You turn to the end, yeah. the uh, Chook Raper stand, sure. the other end, you know, might be Dally M. Yes. You know, and then on the other side you get a couple. So you see how it's a it's a faux concept. Well, I really. suppose it is a bit. Would it appear league. on your ticket so that if you... Where, you, where yeah. are we seating, Dad? Ah. Where are we sitting, Dad? Oh, we're in the Ray Warren... You know, Q2. Q2. Yeah. yeah. Is that how it would work? I hope so. So it would be on the ticket. It would. Uh, and I suppose you'd see from, depending on where you were sitting, across the field you'd see the name. Yeah. Wouldn't you? You would. We see people here in this Snoopy article, mm. uh, you know, Beaton, or, you know, if Beaton wasn't acceptable as a thing, I'm quite well, happy with that. I've got no problem with it. With no, I've got Beetson. no problem at all. But if he wasn't acceptable for some reason, Jack Gibson. Who's going to object to Arnie Beaton having a stand named after him? I don't think anyone would. No. But then what we could do is, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, the list goes Bob McCarthy, Marjorie Jackson, Betty Cuthbert, Brad Fittler, the drowned one, the Ella Brothers, Campo, Royce Simmons, etc. Terry yeah, Lambs, yeah. Tina Turner, Bono, and any of them are preferable to the garrison is suggested in this Oh, article. that's true. I, I, I think we can get rid of the garrison and, uh, as we're suggesting, just a small plaque. I don't think... But I, maybe, I mean, it's not going to affect our relationship with the United Kingdom, is it? I mean, I don't they're, think not, so. they're not particularly... And what happens if... Why couldn't we call it the Boer War Stand or the, uh, I don't know, the 303 or, you know, or... I mean, do you know what I mean? I mean, yes. it's sort of... Talk about making a mountain of... The Lee like, Enfield. Well, now you're talking. Now we're starting to get somewhere. <laughs> Rugby League is the only code to assist in the development of both the Pfizer and AstraZeneca vaccines. Fact. This is Bludging on the Blind Side.
Now, Roy, look, a little bit of bad news here is this uh, concerning problem that erupted uh, in the match between the uh, Titans and the Parramatta team last week. Right. Now, a lot of things happened in this game, but yeah. one was, uh, well, disturbing. Mm. But the NRL Match Review Committee has decided its decision not to charge Gold Coast fullback Jaden Campbell because he didn't dangerously lead with his knees, right. despite teenage yields winger Sean Russell being left in hospital with a punctured lung and busted ribs. Right. Now I find that staggering. Now, now, how how did he get these injuries? Okay, what happened was the uh, the winger. He'd scored a try, had he? He headed for the try line. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaden Campbell came across. Yes. And as the ball was put down, <clears throat> the knees of Jaden Campbell connected with, with Sean the ribs. Russell. With the ribs. ribs. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> what I hope is, mm. firstly, let me just say this. Is, was there malice of forethought? Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Mums and dads don't want to think, well, we, you know, Freddie's going off to play rugby league today or Freddie or, you know, June are going off to play rugby league today. Uh, I hope we're not collecting them from the hospital tonight. Yes. Because that's a duty of care issue. I mean, the code has some responsibility of duty of care. That's true. Now, I think there is a duty of care involved in this mm. and I think it's extremely difficult mm. to argue that that was what rugby league's about mm. in the spirit of rugby league. Mm-hmm. Having said that, can I ask for consistency? Yes. The next time this happens, mm-hmm. nothing happens. Yes. Is basically what happened. <laughs> right. So that's perfectly acceptable rugby league yeah. play now. So if you see a bloke about to score, a, a, or even just in the middle of the field who's just gone down, you're allowed to come in with the knees. It appears so. It appears so. Now, didn't a Parramatta player relatively recently go for a long stint on the sideline because mm-hmm. of the similar thing in front of the big sticks? Yes. Yes, yes. So you're asking for consistency. I am. And I want the rugby league to come out and say, yes, we have no problem with yeah. that. How did the player who went in with the knees, was he, did he issue an apology or anything? Has he said anything? He was the first there with a the beer. Good. No, well, and, good. Uh, you know, there's a bit of, uh, you know, yeah, okay, mate, that sort of yeah. stuff. As you'd expect. As you'd I mean, expect, a yeah. Professional. Sorry about that, mate. No, yeah, nothing. You know, it's just rugby league. Mm. Yeah, it is, uh, it is a sobering thing for parents, HG, but, you know, rugby league comes with risk. It does. And it does. And that's what draws people to it in many ways. Um, it's danger. The, 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 the level of danger is what, is what, you, what you want to see, don't you? You do. You do. And, now, and as, a, as a parent, um, sending a kid into a dangerous situation... Well, you've got a, it's a sober decision that parents have got to make together, haven't they? Every week. Every week. Yeah. Now. Um, now, and each week they're going to say, well, he wasn't hurt last week. Oh, well, he had that black eye. Well, yeah, he had that. Yeah. But and he wasn't really hurt. He could still play. Yeah, and lost a couple of teeth. He lost yeah, a couple of teeth, the, yeah, but they'll the regrow. Club, yeah, and the, <laughs> and the club dentist did a great job. A fa- fabulous fall. job. You can't, can't, you know, it's as if nothing happened. You know, but he has got that fat lip, broken nose. Yeah, he got a broken nose, I know, but that'll heal. Yeah, yeah. You know? So it's... It, it's... I know, I know. I take your point entirely. Yeah. It's a, sort of like a... It's an involving circumstance that engages Life you. comes with risks. Yeah, good on you. You know, you can put your child in mothballs uh, and not ball. let them... Do anything. Not let them get out of the house. No. But... But... Mm. I know. If you let them out of the house, something might happen. 
Now, we come back to the Hayes-Dunster issue and a lovely story broke this week, uh, maybe last Sunday, that the St. George Illawarra forward, uh, Tyrrell Fulmano, uh, has broken his silence. I didn't has he really? Was <laughs> he'd gone I'm silent. I'm waiting for Talia to break her silence. <laughs> now, uh, uh, the hip-drop tackle that ended Hayes-Dunster's season, revealing he's more disappointed about the Parramatta swingers sidelining than his own. Well, that's no surprise. He's out for five, but the Parramatta uh, lad's out for the season. For the season, yeah. Now, Fumano uh, was banned for five matches for the controversial challenge and resulted in Dunster suffering ruptures to the anterior medial, etc. We covered that last week. In a bizarre twist, Dunster in a long-term relationship with Talia, you know, obviously Fumano's uh, sister. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Fumano was adamant there was no malice in the tackle but conceded that he would need to adjust his tackling technique due to his poor judiciary record. Yes. Yes, well, that's true. Yeah. He's had a look in the mirror, this bloke, hasn't he? And he's seen Hayes Dunster. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm equally, if not more, disappointed that he got injured and yeah. as in the five-week suspension, which is not easy to cop no. when I didn't mean to do it. Yeah, he didn't mean it. He didn't mean it. Of course he didn't. Of course he didn't. Has Talia said anything? No, she just Was hopes- Talia happy to sit with Hayes for 12 months in the hospital? <laughs> I'm not sure. I tell you what, that would be great for the eye of the storm, wouldn't it? Oh, yes. Yeah, no, I can see Get Cam talking to Talia. Yeah, what's it like? Yeah, mm. what's, what's it like without your bloke out there? Someone's suggesting, HG, that uh, you could name a stand at the new football stadium after Michael Three Knees Hancock, a pioneer of leading with the knees. <laughs> Except he was a Queenslander. Well, that seems to be a bit... You mean because he could... Uh, Jaden Campbell learned everything he knew about the caper from Three Knees. Yes. Someone's mm. suggesting Billy Idol. Wow. <laughs> Certainly memorable, wasn't it? <laughs> Very memorable on the um, on the hovercraft. Yes, yes. And uh, no power. Uh, uh, and imagine how proud Billy would feel. Wouldn't that be a shot in the arm? Want a bank that understands your needs? The needs of a rugby league supporter? Clemmer Bank ATMs are now located wherever you see a black dot across Australia. For the dot closest to you, see bludging on the blind side. Yes, uh, the back part of that story on the Dunster. Uh, Dunster was the last person I wanted to hurt, says Phil Mono. Really? Except he put him out for the season. Mm. Um now, I, I just It was worry. just a hip drop, wasn't it? It was. Mm. But the thing was, the hip drop managed to get three ligaments in the knee. Yeah. Which makes it hard to walk. Yeah, it does. Um, <clears throat> mm. Now, NRL blocked a request. This is just a note here from the Dragons to have full mono suspension reduced by applying the game's new judiciary code uh, to trial matches. Right. Meaning that this happened in a trial match. Yes, so he should be, have a clean slate. Indeed. While several serial offenders had their slates wiped clean, Fulmona will serve the entirety of his, uh, you know, suspension. Well, how come? I know. Why isn't he a clean slater? When I ask. How come some are clean slaters and others not? I've already. Consistency? Thanks very much. I was just going to say, I've already called for consistency today. (laughs) And I'm just wondering if you and I know coaches will be looking at the uh, the, uh, uh, Jaden Campbell incident. Yes. And thinking, uh-huh. That's okay now. That's okay now. Yeah, you can imagine what Bellyache's going to do with that, can't you? you I can. mean, it'll be all Melbourne Storm. We're going to come out, you know, with what we used to call in the day sharpened knees. <laughs> the posse pulled up around the campfire. 
It had been a hard day of bitter dust on the trail of the murderer. But spirits were lifted when Black Bruce realised it was bin night and the crew could download the Blindside podcast from the ABC Listen app. Coming back to that match, um, you know, the uh, Para-Titans game, I don't know why this caught my eye as the match of the week, really, because, Mm -hmm. I mean, the Parramatta side are going to have to play the under-12s on the wing soon. They've lost so many wingers already this season. But the thing that caught my eye were the post-match comments of the Titans coach. Mm -hmm. Now, as mentioned already, the the officials uh, deemed that the incident that put the kid out wasn't malicious, but it was one of the very few calls that went the Titans' way on the Sunday, according to the coach. The visitors were on the wrong end of a 7-1 penalty count and had three captain's challenges go Parramatta's way, yeah. leaving the coach, Justin Holbrook, seething. Yeah. Now, I could see nothing wrong with the bunkers' adjudication no. of the captain's challenges. No. I no. thought they were all no, it correct. it was all very professional yeah. and absolutely correct, yeah. He says, this is quote, This is doing the beverage work. Mm. I'm not here to take anything away from Parramatta. Good luck to them. It's not about that. It's about the club. Uh, It's about us as a club not being one of the big clubs and not getting anything, nothing. Not getting anything. If the 50-50s make them 50-50s, give us a couple. Give them a couple. We're happy. I'm not asking for a 7-1 and a 3-0 in a captain's challenge, you're better off getting me to talk about the first half and the officials in the second half. We had a great opportunity, dot, dot, dot. Now, I've never heard a coach suggest that the decision should go 50-50. 50-50, yeah. And how would you keep... Because they don't. Rugby league doesn't work that way. No. And the captain's challenges, well, they, the, cap, the good luck... Well, they're, the either, captain, they're either, you know, in or out. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, what, what can you do with a bloke like that? And, and and what sort of message does that send to, to his kids. players, to, 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 to his own team? Mm. You know, blokes, you, you've been ripped off today. You didn't get any of the 50-50s because well, I don't know why, but you, 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 you were just caught every time doing something stupid. And we're not a big club. And we're not a big club. We're just up you here know, on the gold well, We're up against Parramatta. They're a big club. Yeah. Everything goes yeah, their everything way. Everything goes their way. We played them before. Yeah. We've never got to give them. Yeah, I tell you what, any, any club that's been there asks, we might as well not just turn up. We're, we're not going to turn up anymore because we won't get no 50 50s. <laughs> is that what he's trying? Is that the message? That's how difficult he is. <laughs> I do see that as the message. Now, imagine a, a you know, a junior coach. Yeah. Might be a mudgy area. Sure. The kids will come and say, oh, we got none of the 50 50s. How do you expect us to win? Yeah. We've got to put that Can't win without the 50 50s. You know, that'd be the first question Cam had asked, say, somebody yeah. like, I don't know, Brad Fittler when he got him on. Oh, well, he might, uh, you know, have Mogshin Jadwat. Ah. Yeah, good day, yeah. Mogshin. What are you doing here? Ah, sit down. Let's have a cup of coffee. Hey, uh, Moggy, um, mm. 50-50s, mate. How did you see him? Tweet. <laughs> That's going to be a great show, isn't it? <laughs> uh, look, I, I don't know. The, the Do you think... And then we come to the beverage issue. I know we've got to worry about the news, but maybe do you think that was that's something I've never seen before where the uh, the coach has a go at the media, singles out somebody in the media to have a go at them yeah. about team selection. Yes. Now obviously that can't be the story, can it? Well, I don't I don't I don't know. I, it, it appears, look, it, it, it's always difficult, HG, when you know, I, I can remember as a player, you you'd, you'd sometimes have a good relationship with the journo. Mm-hmm. You know, and the journo would give you a call. Hey, g'day, Roy, how you going? Who's yeah, playing right. this week? Who's playing this week, mate? Yeah. Um is Stomp Stomper playing? You say, Yeah, as far as I know, Stomp's playing. I I I heard he was injured. Nah, no, 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 Stomp's not injured. So there's your headline next day. Stomp playing. 
you know, and... Uh, Come Saturday. Yeah, yeah, well, Grassy's upset. Who told her? Who let it out that yeah. Stomp was going to be playing? I was keeping that powder dry, you know. Now, we come to the responsibility of the media. Yeah. You and I are representatives of the media. Yes. We try and do things as accurately as, and as, as professionally as we can, we which that. means being totally honest with the audience. Well, the I public's mean, right to know. The public's right the to know. The public's right to know the truth. Now, remember that call you got concerning Bellamy as Coach of the Year? Yes. All it was was Bellamy, click. Yeah, and you, that's right, and I knew. And then and I had a duty to report that. That's right. I couldn't pretend that I had, didn't know. I mean, what's the point of that? I know. You were on 60 Minutes that week? I was. The big thing about Dally M's and yeah, Sleazy yeah, yeah, and everything yeah. like that asked you to come on. That's right. And you had to tell them. Had, I had to say. And the price crashed in from about 250 to one, to 3 to 1 on. Exactly. But Exactly. But, but you the know. The weight of money's got nothing to do with nothing you. Nothing to do with me. I was given the information. It was in the public interest to get that information out there. And I'm telling you now, if I get anything from... The Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs or anything from Penrith, any whispers that I get, you'll hear them here first. That, yes, now that's a wonderful, wonderful statement, Roy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, people can tune in with confidence. With confidence. We are not hiding anything. Now, no, we're we not. We, we're, and we won't resile. <laughs> <laughs> from bringing you the facts. No. Now, coming back to the beverage thing, as nearly as I can understand, there was a suggestion Lockie Hunter wouldn't play mm. and then uh, come... Bounce, yeah. Lockie Hunter was in the team yes. because they had injury problems and he had to go back in. Yeah. Now, I, I mean. Yeah, so what? Yeah, I know. It's not a big it's, deal. No, no, no. We're not going to sort out the goalpost at half no, time no, 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 or something no. like that because we're yeah. pissed off. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. not going to set fire to the, no. the cladding at the G or wherever they played. No, no. I uh, but, I, I, you know, I can, I can understand some sort of, you know, disappointment uh, and I think we might have made this point before. You know, if you buy a ticket to go and see the Rolling Stones mm. and Mick Jagger isn't in it because he's injured, you're disappointed, aren't you? Well, it's not the same. Well, especially when, I don't know, you know, Shannon Noel turns up to <laughs> yeah, do the well, vocals. Yeah. yeah, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> filling in for me tonight. Shannon Noel. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> you know, um, the, the other thing is, do you think that there's the backstory is a bit, Weird here as well. Do you think there's yeah. trouble between the media and the uh, and the uh, particular this particular club? I, I, well, I'm not so uh, sure. Yeah, I'm not so sure. That's but there's obviously been a bit of tit for tat go yeah, on here no, because I think the journalist has subsequently been sacked Fine. by Fox for mm. some unrelated comments made uh, mm. that nobody was privy to. But now Somebody. we're all privy to, mm. and uh, its priviness has been embarrassing for. The timing worries you? The timing worries me a lot, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I think there will undoubtedly be an inquiry and and and, and I'll be talking to uh, Mike Sneesby to talk to Cam to see if uh, we can get to the bottom of this in the first you, episode of... Eye of the Storm. Eye of the Storm. Now, would you like to see both parties, both the Tom Morris and Luke yes. Beveridge, come on Eye of the Storm I would. on the first episode? I would. Episode? Sit down and have a cup of coffee with Cam. <laughs> <laughs> Fashion comes and goes. Pop comes and goes. What comes, goes. Not Rugby League. Rugby League just comes. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. 
And if you want to get involved with the show, uh, text number 0467 920 or the old slow way, Roy and HG at abc.net.au. Roy, the following have. Uh, yeah, Todd uh, from Gawler's been in touch, HG. Gawler in South Australia? Yes. He said he was watching uh, Channel 7's coverage of the Winter Olympics last month. Well, who wasn't? Mm-hmm. It's riveted. Uh, when I heard an unfamiliar analogy that you might be interested in. While promoting the next day's snowboard cross event, um, Haim described snowboard cross as the helter-skelter of racing. Helter-skelter? The helter-skelter of racing. What did he mean by this? You can only begin to imagine the visual, the visual confusion uh, on my face. Uh, is Haim suggesting all forms of racing have a corresponding Beatles song to describe said racing discipline? Is jumps racing the come-together of racing? Due to its ability to unite sports fans and animal activists alike, is Formula One the with a little help from my friends of racing due to its strong friendship and teamwork displayed between teammates? Looking forward to your thoughts. Well, the slipper's on today, so yes. it doesn't mean there should be a Beatles song connected. You know, would it be like, you know, Imagine? Mm. I know that's not a Beatles song, but, uh, you know, Something in the Way She Moves. Something in the Way She Moves, If uh, yeah. She's Extreme, I think there's a horse running called She's If, if yeah. she wins it, would that be the correct usage of the Beatle analogy I there? suppose it was. I suppose so, yeah. But, look, the thing is, you know, Haim's working hard. Yeah. He's doing a show every day. He's filming for hours and hours yeah. and hours. Yeah. It's very hard to come up with stuff all the time. He you clutches know, at straws. He clutches at straws. It's and not like I the storm. Sk- it might be the helter skelter of, of racing as far as we I mean, who knows? Mm. I mean, it's it's a view. <laughs> you can either agree with it or not. Or not. Or leave it alone. Yeah. Did did I wonder if Basil got involved with that? Oh, uh, Basil would have got involved, but I don't think Basil was much in evidence in the uh, Wasn't he? In the, in, in the winter Beijing. games. No. I may be wrong about oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, was I remember of, seeing a fair bit of Haim just sort of standing around looking at photos, but uh, yeah, well, that's what yeah. Haim does best. Yeah, I suppose. Does Haim do any of the AFL? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right, good. Is he good? I don't have to talk about that, do I? <laughs> now, re-horse race, racing telecasts on Channel 7. Does Haim do any of the horse racing? Usually, at, at the moment, Bruce yeah. and I think it's Caitlin Malian. Mal- oh, okay. No Haim. Uh, hang on. I've got the surname wrong, but it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. With Offsider. Yeah, right. I'm very bad. Very bad not knowing the name. Yeah. I'd love to see Haim doing it, though. Oh, he would. He'd yeah. be great. He'd be great. Talk to the jockey. Hey, you've yeah. just won a race. Take yeah. us through it. No. <laughs> how do you feel? Yeah, how do you feel? You've just won a race. Two things. How's it feel? And take us through it. Um... <laughs> Now, Bruce and his team claim to have intimate knowledge of each horse's mental state prior to the race. They do. As the horses parade in the mounting yard, there are comments such as, this horse, one, loves a big track, loves big miles. Two, she's really up for this race. Three, she knows it's a big race. Four, he doesn't mind a wet track. Five... He's an honest horse. Yeah, that's my favourite. Honest. Six. I mean, there's horses out there that lie. She enjoys being ridden like that. Yeah, but is that a lie or is that the I horse being honest? How does Bruce and his team know what the horse is thinking? Well, what a good question. Well, it's instinct. 
isn't it? It's just instinct. Can I say they've learned a lot from BT, who knows what players are thinking? All right, yes. Which is equally as baffling. Yes, this is Brian Taylor. He must work with Haim, does he? He does. Good. <laughs> Every so often. Good. But the honesty one is the one that gets me. Yes, an honest horse. Now, the question is as well, how did Rooting King prepare mentally prior to the jump? Yeah, well, that was a, a, an excellent question. Yeah. Um, well, you just you tried to keep him occupied and confused. Yeah. Often. Yeah. Uh, so, so that you wouldn't panic. Yeah, you know, and if you had something else to worry about, mm-hmm. you know, like you maybe get Ruby a cigarette Q. lighter and set a few hairs on his tail a light, you know, give him something else to think about. He wouldn't be worried about, you know. That is an interesting question, though. And yeah. does that add anything to the coverage? The horse is honest. I mean, I look at every horse and they're all honest. Yeah. I mean, am I missing something here? That some are out there to deceive me and... Oh, I never thought Bludging Slug was an honest horse. Oh, that's a separate question. You always bludged. Always. I know. But beautifully named. Yeah, well, sure. (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. But uh, but a fascinating thing, though, it would be interesting to talk to Bruce about, maybe on the eye. On the eye? Yeah. Get Cam to probe Bruce. Cam to probe Bruce. Bruce, how do you know when a... Uh, Six six statements about a horse, Bruce. Mm. Tell me which one's true. Yeah. You know. He likes a big track, really up for the race, he can uh, bring it home. Uh, now, uh, Adrian's been in touch. Oh, he yeah. says, with the Federal Car Park Fund suddenly being under-allocated, mm-hmm. you recall... I do. There was, was going to be hundreds of car parks. Uh, the, train the, stations. The tra- near train seats. station. It was great. Mm. Should rugby league clubs situated near train stations apply for the funding for additional car, par- car parking spaces? <laughs> I think that's an excellent idea. <laughs> The car parking space could be used for punters to leave their engines running to provide the necessary power to either mine Bitcoin or newly developed NRL or NRL club cryptocurrency that we talked about last week. Yes, the gutho. Punters mm. could assign their number plate to their club card, which would have the details of the make and model of their vehicle. They could leave a brick on the accelerator and then a kilowatt per hour number is generated, which would be fed into pokies as free credit for each member. As people rarely cash out on small wins but love to play the pokies, this could add immeasurable value to a punter's rugby league club experience. Having now reached zero cost way to to provide the power for crypto mining for NRL clubs, I could see tickets for all matches being free and no need for advertising going forward. Isn't that great? Isn't that a great idea? It's a brilliant idea. Brilliant idea. Thought right through. Just starts with a car park. I know. Do you think... But with what I'd call a smart car park. Ah, Yes. Yes. Can I ask, do you think the uh, ordinary car park can cope? You know, like... I mean, well, in generating crypto, I don't think so. No. I, I don't think so at all. I mean, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. No, but <laughs> you're worried you about You know, that. everyone wants to generate crypto. I mean, I, mean I, I, I encourage clubs to get involved and, you know, suburbs to get involved. To, to If you've got solar panels and you've got a lot of computers... To slave all the computers together to make a supercomputer and just punch out some crypto and see what happens. <laughs> Could Greater Western Sydney Giant Grub of the Year Toby Green be on the lurk near you? Download the app that lets you know where TG is 24-7 and stay safe. This public service is brought to you by Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, <clears throat> just mentioned, of course, again, that Roy and HG at abc.net.au uh, is the way to get in touch with the show or 0467920222. But I did have this week mm-hmm. a letter from uh, a listener, a very keen listener from 
Maruka. I hope that's how you say it, Maruka, uh, in uh, Queensland. Right. Uh, very nice letter mm-hmm. uh, from Denise Sheehan. Uh, I've been, I love bludging on the blind side. Mm-hmm. A long time back, you discussed French rugby league player Puy Galbert. Now, this would be some time ago. Would be. I, I don't think we've had much of a reason to discuss French rugby league. Not for a long time. Now, no. I thought I uh, might like to see the enclosed photo from his playing era. It's a sort of postcard side snap of the French rugby league team mm-hmm. that toured Australia in 1951. Yes, yes. Now, my mum was a big fan of his until I came across this photo. I thought his name was Pierre and the surname Aubert. Right. Uh, but obviously this sets it right with Puy-Galbert being mm. his surname. That's right. Now, whether my recollection is, are accurate, I could be debatable, but I'm fairly sure I was at the game, uh, the test match, Australia v. the French at, at the Gabba in Brisbane. Right. It's a long time since I was eight years old. So I hope you enjoy this blast from the past. Photo destined for the bin, so no need to return, which is a lovely touch. Lovely touch. We, we could perhaps include that in our prize for later. Couldn't we? Wouldn't it be wonderful to have a photograph of Puy Galbert and the touring French team of 1951? Well, I know many rugby league buffs and enthusiasts mm-hmm. and historians of the code because this is almost at the time not long since Haspartum yes. or Harpastum yes. <laughs> dropped off the twig and rugby league began. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't they it's look- a real piece of history. I, I, I remember seeing the touring French, must mean about 64 or 5, I suppose. They played mm-hmm. Western Division. Uh, they beat Western Division too. Tight match, hard match, uh, but I think West Division, Western Division won the fight. They might have lost the match, but they won the fight. Mm. They, the, the French were still memorable. Yeah, there were, there's a lot of uh, bandaging on the uh, French as they Left. headed to the bus. bus. A big uh, media event. Oh yeah, at the time. It, was, it was pretty big. You know, and this was at the Lithgow uh, Showground. Uh, the, the, the stand was pretty well full. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it was, was good because I think we had uh, a couple of players in the Western Division team, I think. Uh, Played for Australia? Yeah, went on to play for Australia. Australia. Yeah. Now, yeah. what's happened to French Rugby League now that we've mm. opened up this can of worms and sure. why aren't we talking more about it? Because sure. these guys look professional in the 50s. Yeah. Imagine what they like now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Am I thinking... I, that- I mean, we've got to reach out to uh, French Rugby League, haven't we? And we've got to reach out and, and invite them over for a series of tests. You mean... People would love that. Well... I know it might be a bit hard to squeeze into the uh, schedule. Uh, no, no, no. Well, I but, think we should give it a go. Yes. And are you suggesting bludging on the blind side, issue an invitation to the French Rugby League? Because well, they, well, they let's, this up let's on get, podcast. let's get the discussion happening. Yeah, I know. I agree. You know, it's... I mean, two things. We want a date for the National Rugby League Day... And it wouldn't, I wouldn't be offended if the French were brought out. As part of that. As part of that. Why wow. not? Wow. And I tell you where they get a good hearing. Mm-hmm. Eye of the Storm. Eye of the Storm, yes, of course they would. Mm. Yeah, because, uh, you know, Cam can speak, can French. speak French. Of course he can. Um, apparently uh, Basil was heavily <laughs> involved in the night sessions at the Winter Olympics. Ah, oh, right. Bobsled right. and that sort of stuff. Oh, right, that's Basil's he, he, He'd be great with that. He would be. He would be. He'd, he'd be able to call that in his sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He probably did. <laughs> Bludging on the Blind Side is a proud supporter of the interfaith, club-neutral, ecumenical church service for players, officials, fans and families held weekly at 6am at Lotto Land. No need to book, just turn up. Yes, now, 
The Cricket World Cup for women uh, is underway in New Zealand at the moment and uh, I think Australia is playing a danger game against India yes. uh, today. India, remember, knocked them out of the uh, 2017 World Cup. That's right. And uh, Elise Perry is wary of what lies ahead. Uh, mm. She says, in exclusive for bludging on the blind side, I think the World Cups are unique. I don't think you ever feel comfortable. You constantly have to adapt to new conditions and opposition mm. as you're playing, firstly, I think, in a round-robin pool and then moving yeah. on to the finals and so on. Yeah. Obviously, uh, we're playing good cricket, really good cricket at the moment. You'd have to think Australia's uh, winners, to, you know, favourites to take it out and yes. win the thing. Yep. But sport's such a fickle thing and that's why we love it and love to watch it. We'll keep uh, going the best we can. But uh, looking at this competition, it's uh, by far and away the tightest World Cup I've been part of. Teams are so competitive. And one thing that she's worried about is complacency. Oh, yes. Now, it's a long tournament. Yeah, it is. Might be a month long, mm. and they're playing sort of every other day, every few days. Sure. How do you guard against complacency? Do you need mm. something to take your mind off your cricket, mm. as in, you know, to maybe take a hobby along or something you can do in the hotel room or wherever you're being billeted or yeah. whatever? I mean, yeah. complacency is a big thing. It, it, it is a big thing, HG, and I, I know your, um, your, your natural instinct would be to try and divert the mind, take it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a hundred percent wrong. I, I think you've got to concentrate on your cricket. I know, I know, I know. It's going for weeks and weeks and weeks. But you've got to think of nothing but your cricket, uh, because if you start, you know, watching TV or going to films or going to shows or mm-hmm. anything like that, that's when complacency sets in. That's when you start thinking, "Oh, well, yeah, we can do this easily." You can't. No. You've got to train in your mind when you're not training. Right. That's what you've got to do. Would Wordle help? <clears throat> no, you can't have Wordle. It's too distracting because a word might come up uh, that upsets you or put you mm, off. Or, like stumps. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And you might think it's an omen, oh, I'm going to get stumped. Yeah. And then you're not going, you know, the spinner comes on, you think, oh, it is. Here it. We go. No, you can't. You've just got to practice all the bloody time in your mind and only talk to people who want to talk cricket. I know it can make you, you know, you can be a, a dull company. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> Are you allowed to talk about the Australians? You can talk about any aspect of cricket. Uh-huh. You know, who's got the kit? That might yeah. start a start yeah. a conversation going. I don't know. Who's seen it? Yeah. <laughs> it was on the bus the yeah, last Meg, time I saw it. Meg's got it, I think. Yeah. Meg, you look after the kit? Nah. Who's looking after the kit? You know, no, there you go. Next thing you know. Half an hour's gone. You, half an hour's gone. Yeah. And you've been talking about cricket. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a funny old game, <laughs> <home>, isn't it? <laughs> If you were a fan suffering from Rugby League Denial Syndrome, you are not alone. Just reach out to Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, this is a very sad story and I didn't, I've saved it more or less till last because people have had so much fun already. (sighs) Two stories sort of sit side by side. The AFL has found that kids aged from 10 to 14 have dropped off playing community footy after the pandemic a decline that league boss Gillian McLaughlin believes is due to kids, quote-unquote, living in their screens. Living in their screens. Now, this could be equally applicable to rugby league, methinks. McLaughlin told, obviously, uh, the age during the week that getting the 10 to 14-year-old group back and playing locally represented AFL's biggest challenge at a community level. Yes. I thought the lack of umpires was the biggest challenge. So did I. There are a lot of challenges, aren't there? Well, of course, his activities have created these challenges, the murderous activities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He said, uh, dropping off in that cohort, mm. gee, hadn't that word come in? I love the word cohort. Oh, no, no. 
I wish we could use it more in yes. other ways. Yes, we might try. A great cohort of potholes. Mm. Mm. Now, uh, it's, uh, both in football's heartland state, Victoria, and nationally, I wish he hadn't said that, state of Victoria. I mean, it makes me think the game still hasn't got used to a national competition mm-hmm. or the people outside Victoria are interested. Yeah. Markland said that apart from the young age group, which parents found difficult to persuade to go to training, oh, I find that hard to imagine, participation in grassroots footy was back to the previous level of other demographics. So it's the 10 to 14-year-olds. Mm. He says our biggest challenge, 10 to 14-year-olds, vulnerability in Victoria is a, is a fact. Um, and then he repeats himself about the 10 to 14-year-old, 10 to 14-year-old, seem to, you know, seem yes. to be everything is tracking, <coughs> COVID levels, etc. cetera. Yep. Now, yep. community level, it's going to be better. Our confidence as a community is accelerating fast every day. I'm not saying it's where it was, but I think people want their lives back. People need the rhythm of the week back and that's uh, then living in these bubbles, yep. which he sees as the problem of, uh, you know, kids watching all sorts of screens, yes, yes. especially in that 10 to 14 cohort. That cohort, yes. Now, having mm. said that, having said that, mm. uh, the missing 14,000, this is rugby league players. Yep. You're not going to believe this, but there was a think piece in like the 10 paper. to 14 years old, actually. 10 is to 14 that, years Is it old? the same sort of cohort? Same sort of cohort. It appears that the great change mm. is that people don't want to play rugby league. They want to punt on rugby league. Yes. That's the all-consuming thing. Mm. By the way, is if you were punting on cricket, mm. would that keep you focused? You know, I'm thinking of the women in New Zealand at the moment. Yes. Is punting on cricket okay? Is that a topic, permissible topic, <coughs> apart from where, where the kid is? I think so. Mm. I, I think so. I, I think that can be a very healthy thing um, to frame odds on every player that you're playing against. Yeah? No, no, I get it. And and you can have your own, you know, pot. Yes. Just amongst yes. yourselves. Yes, like a sweet. Everyone sort of puts in, oh, I don't know, you might put in just a few thou each, <laughs> make up a pot, and uh, out of that you get winners <laughs> and losers. So we've got a couple of ideas of the biggest challenges in the AFL. Now, this is according to the nine newspapers. The biggest challenge facing rugby league, according to its club chief, executives, and everyone knowledgeable about the game is, the, is player numbers. Mm. If participation means watching and going to matches and supporting NRL teams, the league is in good health thanks to a vibrant and appealing mm. professional game. This week, there is, uh, et cetera. Now, yet it's not translating in, in, into enough young and teenage boys playing the game to assure its future. Female participation is still rising off a very low base mm. from 2015 to 2021. Participation in male tackle rugby league in Australia declined by 12,000 or 8%. In Parramatta and Penrith and southwestern Sydney, it fell by as much as 26%. Dear. A quarter. Dear. Now, <clears throat> the trend is not particular, <clears throat> peculiar to rugby league. Most sports see a drop-off in their male playing ranks from about the age of 13. Other attractions and uh, commitments compete for more time. Mm. Playing the game gets more serious from that age. Mum and dad are no longer so influential with a contact sport like league. There's the other factor of increased awareness of the dangers of concussion. Well, yeah. and busted ribs. Yes we've seen, yep. as well as other career-ending injuries. Yep. But mostly the boys become men and do find other things to do. Mm-hmm. And so on and on it goes. Now, yet it's a bizarre strategy that sources, this is a complicated thing of Volandis, the chairman of the ARL Commission, who enjoys, uh, you know, terrific approval ratings, yes. says the, AR, uh, the game has spent tens of millions of dollars on strategies to stabilise the falling player numbers. This money flows down through the state organisations and the NRL clubs into local areas. The uh, 
<clears throat> Australian Rugby League is the provider of those uh, funds, yet this bizarre strategy that sources money from an industry that is closely tied up with social changes that have seen a precipitous fall in participation. Rugby League is robbing Peter to pay Paul, meaning that where the money's going mm. is into gambling, yeah. which is in fact returning an a slice of the money back to Rugby League, mm. which is then being spent on encouraging people yes. basically to try and play Rugby League, but they're not. They're going to spend the money, their own money, on it, – it's a circular, weird circular – Yes. <clears throat> yes. Problem. Yep. The neat circularity has created the, uh, the racing industry, your betting habit, as long as you're a, a net loser pays for the spectacle. But league is not racing, and until it recognises the difference, it will keep generating dollars to pour into a hellhole of its own making. Now, what can we do, Rob? <sighs> I mean, I know this has got – we've got hours ahead of us here. Yeah. I mean, it's it's – Look, it, it's a complicated business, HG. It's a complicated business. Uh, and none of the solutions are easy. No. They're not no. easy, no. but it's, it takes strong governmental policy mm -hmm. to bring about a change essentially in the habits and interests of that particular cohort around the age of 13. Mm. Mm. That that's your problem area. Now, any experience I've had with that particular cohort is they're very interested in gambling, and why not? Everyone is. Mm. Everyone is. Mm. But often, parents worry about the child not so much losing money gambling, but getting injured. We've we've been here. We discussed this in the first hour of today's program. I know. What I think is the, the government has got to come up with a two-pronged solution, as I see it. Firstly, rugby league for that cohort is compulsory. You mean like national service? Like national service, exactly. Mm. It is now, compulsory. And secondly, parental control is removed. And so the government acts in what we used to call loco parentis and says, sorry, Mr and Mrs Smith, but your son is playing rugby league because it's compulsory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, ifs, no ifs and buts, no resigning, no, 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 you know, I'm not feeling very, I don't care. Put your Guernsey on, get out in the middle and let's see what happens. Can I give you another thing? I know it's rough and it's tough and a lot of, ki a lot of kids are going to object. Mm -hmm. there, there will be. There'll be, what there'll, we be used, there'll be blowback. <laughs> <laughs> there will. There will be blowback. Okay. But something's got to be done. Now, the third prong. Yeah, the third prong. Okay. So, so the, the first is compulsory. Second, parental control removed. Only in this instance, only in the instance yeah. of rugby league. I mean, parents can act normally in every other aspect of their Food, life. Food, diet, yeah, et cetera. Yeah, of course. School. Yep. Uh, the third would be that um, no <clears throat> child in that cohort or none of that cohort have access to tablets, screens, phones. Platform devices. Platform devices of any yeah. sort yeah. until the age of 18. Wow. What do you think? I think it's excellent. Can I just add a couple of yes. things? Mm. Let's say that people are worried about getting playing rugby league, yes. so they go gambling. Yeah. Why not some device that mm. injures younger people mm -hmm. while they're gambling? 
Oh, well, that's so, not bad. That would, that's that a way of looking equal, at it, yes. Uh, equal the playing field. Sure. So, I or, thought you were going somewhere slightly else, which I, I, which I think would be an excellent idea as well, and that is that if ever a, if a player or a kid is injured playing rugby league, it's not to be reported. I think well, <laughs> that goes without saying. But people injured gambling yes, are reported. Are reported. So yes. you might lead the news. The ABC News sure. comes on. Matt Bevan or whoever's reading the news yes. would say 14,000 people were injured today playing Gam- you know, the, gambling yeah, rugby league. Yeah, or playing or, the pokies. Playing the poker machines, yeah. yes. Mainly yeah. through to electrical faults that <laughs> seem to have. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. sure. Full. Yeah. Now, yep. the other one is can I suggest that we're having enormous trouble mm-hmm. working out what the army does? Yes. Now, when you see those ads, mm-hmm. you know, the flying around, you know, being schools marching past, I mean, no one does that in the army anymore. Mm. You're in aged care, you're in flood relief, yes. and you're bushfire fighting. Yes. They're the things that the army's got going mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's difficult to ask people, young people, I'm mm-hmm. talking about, say, 20 young adults, to think, well, I really want to go and fly that helicopter that they fly around in, or I really want to go and fly that jet, or I want to shoot people, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and find themselves working in aged care. Sure. Now, that must be a hell of a come down. But I'm seeing this force. What well, I'm, not this... if you bring military discipline to aged care. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that what we're crying out for? And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I hadn't what do you me. want? <laughs> Piece of toast? Oh, what? <laughs> Don't waste my time. Yeah. Yeah. Give us 50. Yeah. Why don't you get up? <laughs> hey, come on, look, 11 o'clock, you know, time's moving. Missing out on the day. Mm. Come on, on your feet. And make your bed. Make your bloody bed. If you get something done like making your bed, you don't know why they're the day you'll end. Bed inspection at 6 a.m. <laughs> so we come back to yes. this group. The sure. 13-year-olds. Oh, are, this cohort. Yep. Yeah, this cohort, 13, 10 to 14 or whatever they are. Yep. They, they've got two things going for them mm. that will get them out of gambling. One is they get injured gambling, <laughs> you yes. know, some yet-to-be-determined way. But that's just up to the machine like Ainsworth and them to work out a way of yes. putting an electric charge through the machine or yep. some sort of way of, yep. you know, et cetera. And the, this other force that we're creating is mm. a resilience force. Mm-hmm. Younger people conscripted into yeah. resilience work. Yes. Nothing to do with getting the army involved. I mean, the army hate. No, I mean, they're not to be unkind to the army. They're told to do it by the government. Mm-hmm. But the army generally hate doing things that the army isn't tasked but, to do. Sure. And one of those things is getting rid of, you know, sodden carpet. That's true. I mean, no one signed up for that mm-hmm. in the current army. I'm telling you that for a fact. No, they haven't. No, no. one's, you know, no. freezers that have become unplugged and got rotting yeah. food in them. I mean, the army doesn't have to deal with that. That's rubbish. That, well, that's true. That, that's, that's but true. we could get this younger group. Mm. who have yet to have, you know, who are looking for ways of informing and a view about what life's like. Yes. Get them involved. What, in, in cleaning up the floods? Get the kids involved, you think? Because it's not technically demanding. Well, I mean, no. I don't mean to be unkind to 10 to 14-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, probably... well, but, but is lifting bloody muddied carpet going to get them playing rugby league? It's getting them, we're off message here. We're, no, no, we're, we're not drifting off message. away. We're not off message. What I'm saying <laughs> we've is... We've drifted away, I want playing rugby league. Yeah. <laughs> now, now look, joining the army to help out with floods is going to get them to raise rugby league, but I just can't see it. Okay, look, what I had is conscription, sure. Conscription, yes, I agree with that. 
<laughs> conscription to play rugby league. Yes. But they can't play rugby league all the time. <laughs> yes, they can. Summer comps, autumn oh. comps. It's just never ending. Now, could I just say too, HG, the, the, the Peritet government would have to make this pretty clear, that this is just a short-term measure. Mm. We're just removing parental control just for a couple of years to yeah. see if it works. Yeah, but the actual program will last forever. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously the parental control may come back. May come back because we may you know, reach the point where we've got too many rugby league players. You know, can I point <laughs> out, though, that what a weird state society's in mm. where people are... Younger people are gambling rather than playing rugby league, and the money that they gamble with, part yeah. of that is being used to try and work out why they're not playing why rugby league. Playing, I mean, no, is that... It's, it's, it's a weird cir- circularity, isn't it? It is. Mm. It is. With, one imagines, ever-diminishing return. <laughs> There's a new noise in rugby league cheese this season. Try the creamy Tamalolo Brie or the fruity Cronk Gorgonzola from the master Melbourne cheesemaker, Jesse Bromwich. Details at your nearest league cheddar outlet on Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, Roy, <clears throat> one issue that's, um, you know, erupting... Mm-hmm. is the problem of concussion again. Now, yes, it's a serious problem and we don't make light of it. Uh, the independent doctor in the bunker checking for concussions left his mark on the opening round and not necessarily in a good way. way Andrew Johns, the immortal, mm-hmm. writes, uh, he needs to be at the ground, the doctor. To, to, he or she needs to be at the ground to get in front of the player to have a feel for the injury. Mm-hmm. Now... Mm-hmm. This is you rave on about this all the time. Rave may be the wrong word, but mm-hmm. you know you mm-hmm. <clears throat> adequately discuss this all the time. Uh, the immortal says, "I understand why there's the you know the doctors there. There's a duty of care to the players, and without a doubt, the NRL is still jumping at shadows because of the lawsuits. Now, the duty of care to the players is a very you know mercurial thing it is. because you'd have to accept that the Parramatta winger the other day there was no duty of care for that particular player. No." Now, no, uh, but he wasn't concussed. <laughs> true, true, true. So uh, the coaches sh- shouldn't whinge. Uh, it's according to the immortal. The independent doctor has uh, been introduced because the coaches have manipulated the head injury assessment protocols in the last few years. Now, I find that a challenging comment. Dear, I didn't know that was going on. How, so, well, how are they manipulating it? What are they doing? Well, they're going back to old rules like, you know, what's your name? What are you doing? And who's oh, the Prime okay. Minister of Australia? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Now, but there should be more faith in the club doctor and trainer, according to uh, Joey. Yeah. They are under more pressure than ever and we should trust their integrity because of their, you can't be dragging players out of games for no reason. He says he ran into the Rooster Centre Billy Smith the day after the match. Mm. He'd been ruled out for uh, uh, out of the game against the Knights on the advice of the independent doctor. He said he wasn't even concussed. Really? Right. Now, I, I know your big fear is these that doctors mm. will become attached to teams, go mm. soft on their concussion injuries and hard on, say, let's say the Titans. For yes. Sure. Team, club, (coughs) don't have anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Can I... So we need an independent doctor, I think, don't we? We need At each game. Well, what I'm going to Is that too much to ask for? No, no, and we might need two, and what I'm suggesting is a panel of doctors... A panel of doctors? ...who 
a blind with a blind draw allocated mm. matches. Yes. Only within like say that. half an hour before the game. Yes. So they haven't got time to go to the TAB and put a bet on. <laughs> yes. Do you see what I mean? Yes. So you might have a panel. <clears throat> well, couldn't we? Uh, couldn't we have a blanket ban on any doctor going to a TAB? On, you know. Game day. On game day, yeah. So Thursday, Thursday Friday, through to Monday, yeah, sorry, be, yeah. no doctors allowed. Could that clear that up? And could somebody. Again, the Peritet government would have to explain that, you know, it's just a precautionary measure this time. You know, we're not, you know, this cohort of doctors we're not especially clamping down on. It's, it's just a precautionary measure. That's right. You that's know. right. We're, yeah, we're not we're saying. Just trying to, we're, we're, we're not saying they're bad. No! You know, we Nobody believe is. all these doctors are honest as every horse yeah, that's ever I've raced. I've got a tremendous amount of respect for the medical profession. Mm. We all do. Mm. Now, just as Just that every now and again you get the odd bludger that... Yeah. Puts out a player. Puts out a player. Who isn't concussed. Yeah. But that may be their limited understanding of how concussion works. Sure. I'm not, anyway. Do we need concussion specialists? Well, of course. I think they are. Are there any of those? They're tons. Are they? Tons. You can go... You can probably... You and I have done a little bit of work in this area ourselves. Sure. We put up the shingle, we are knocked over in the road. <laughs> as soon as you put up concussion specialists, mm. thousands of people come in. Can I just say in a sidebar mm. to uh, that particular topic, which I think is red hot, uh, the immortal says he's talking about Munster. Cameron Munster. Cameron Munster, the player. Yes. He's set, he set him for a massive season, according to the immortal. Mm. He's fresh and clear-headed, putting all his energy into training and recovery instead of the dance moves. Don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. It's often hard to separate the personality on the field and the one off it. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Is it really? I'm not. I haven't met Munster. No, no, nor so, have I. But it's nor a challenging I. claim, isn't it? It's isn't often it? hard to separate <laughs> the personality on the field and the one off it. Okay. Can Is I that just me? with Cameron Munster or with people in general? I, I'm worried that he means people in general. People in general. But I'll give him a few well, clues. Well, I tell you, you Nick Kyrgios, well, we've spent time with a terrific bloke. Yeah. He doesn't seem mad at all. No. Put a racket in his hand, shorts on him, and he goes absolutely loony. Is yeah. that what he's getting at? Well, the other thing is you can tell, often you can tell them apart because when they're on, they've got shorts. <laughs> shorts. And boots that go clunk. <laughs> Clunk, 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 clunk. They do. And a jumper with their name on the back. Yes. And a number. Yes. That's when they're on. That's when, when they're on. off it. They tend to blend in with blend, the rest yeah, of the crowd. They do. They do. Now, the concussion thing. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, we need an independent panel of doctors, maybe five allocated to each game. Yeah. That don't know they're going to be there until half an hour before they've got to be there. So they've got to be on a roster and they've got to make plans and explain to you know, their families that, look, I'm on call today, chances are I'm going to get a call up. Is that how it works? I think so. And so we'd only need, what, about how many games each well, week? Well, there's eight. Eight plus reserves. Well, they oh, could do reserves well. as well, couldn't they? Yeah. Okay, eight. So we only need 40 doctors a week. Easy. <laughs> Peter Volandis is rugby league. Peter Volandis is a great Australian, wrapped in the blood-soaked flag of Anzac, a giant who builds our dreams, painted in the true colours of Rugby League. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. It occurred to me as well, uh, with uh, this 
particular cohort who's shy of uh, playing rugby league because maybe some sort of government insurance scheme so that kids who are injured playing rugby league, kids 13 through to, say, 17, mm-hmm. it's all, all the medical expenses are covered by a, a government of, insurance. A scheme. rugby league insurance. So parents aren't out of pocket for their children being taken away and forced to play rugby league. And are you seeing this for everyone in that age group? So mm-hmm. uh, uh, Only if they're only on the rugby league field. You can't cover them for oh, no, 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 anything I mean, else. I mean, if they get injured on their way to the game of rugby league, I mean, you're, 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 you know, you're, you're, your ambulance chasing bloody law firm might try and you know, squeeze a bit of money out of it, but you're not going to get it because it can only happen on the field. Yeah, fair enough. Now, are we saying that rugby league will be the only sport played in Australia for mm. everybody, yeah. everybody? Well, in New South Wales and Queensland at ACT. the moment, yes, and the ACT, until we have this problem solved. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Now, the other thing is what happens if a person mm. demonstrates a skill at some other sport? Yes. Like cycling or swimming or darts or whatever you want to know. They're not allowed to do that. Yes, of course they can do it. But in their spare time. In their spare time. You know, not at the cost of rugby league. We've got to have rugby league front and centre, Mm -hmm. single focused until we solve this problem. Are you worried in the end that there'll be very few people playing rugby league who have any actual contact with Australia, Australian rugby league, who in the end have very little contact with Australia? As in, how, how do you mean? What, well, you, you, would, you think this idea is going to catch fire and go all over the world? Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, every country in the world is making rugby league compulsory and, and you know, banning devices, kids up to the age of 18, what getting them if, out of the house. What happens if it works, Roy? What happens if this well, program... what a wonderful world it would be. <laughs> rugby league everywhere. Me? Well, I think the IPC, IPCC thinks it's the sport that is most able to solve international problems. Of yeah, course it is. Environmental problems. Of course yes. it is. Yeah. Of course it is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, have you... Have I looked at uh, Ukrainian rugby league? Yes, I have. And when I last looked, it's probably changed now, it was rated, ranked 39th in the world. Isn't that amazing? Wow. And remember, of course, in the past, we've got lots of comments from people living nearby. Yes. In Sweden and uh, Denmark. They, and Finland. And all playing national comps. Yes, national comps. I know. I mean, it's happening. It's just not being reported. <laughs> now, Roy, the slipper. Oh. Now, are you disappointed? Yeah, it looked like you. I, I, I've gone with Fireburn. Yes. I think uh, Brenton Abdullah or oh, yeah. a- a- Abdullah's on board. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great. And as a second, I'm looking at Russian Conquest. That's a terrific, terrific double. Get a Cornella on that. Yeah. And, of course, my two were uh, Huey's Ride, uh, Jack and O. Yeah. And I'm going to have a, a, a bit on uh, Domier from Zara. That's it for uh, Bludging on the Blind Side. Remember, you can get the podcast whenever you want to, whenever you want to. That's it. See you next week. Bye now. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.